0: Healthcare organizations have a lot on their plates when it comes to health data privacy and security issues. I'm Marian Kobusak McGee, managing editor at Information Security Media Group. Today I'm speaking with Kirk Nara, a health information security and privacy attorney at Wiley Rhine LLP. Kirk is also a member of the board of directors at the International Association of Privacy Professionals. Kirk will discuss some of the biggest privacy and security challenges and regulatory issues facing healthcare organizations. Hi Kirk.
1: Hi, how are you today?
0: Good. As the HIPAA omnibus compliance deadline of September 23rd is approaching, what are you hearing from IAPP members and your healthcare clients in terms of what's keeping them most busy these days?
1: Uh, sure. Well, the, the HIPAA omnibus, and it may be useful to just sort of set the stage, is basically the set of changes to the HIPAA privacy and security rules that are coming out of the high-tech law from a few years ago. So there's sort of two parallel things going on. People are adjusting to the changes that are coming out of those rules in terms of particular parts of the rules where practices have to be changed, etc., there's also a very significant expansion of who these rules apply to. So they now apply to all kinds of service providers to the healthcare industry. So that group, for the first time, really has to worry about these rules. And for the core healthcare industry, they're just worried about technology changes, business changes, new enforcement, new penalty possibilities, and so, while they're dealing with these changes, they're also just trying to generally improve what they're doing on privacy and security given the ongoing risks in that area.
0: What are the biggest challenges they're having so far with HIPAA Omnibus compliance that you can see?
1: Well, I think, you know, from from the vendor side, and again, those are the people that have to comply for the first time, the real challenge is to meet all of the requirements of the HIPAA security rule, which they've not had to deal with before. And that is a... A combination of things it's a very process and documentation heavy regulation but in reality what they're doing is they're trying to make sure that in a business that's changing constantly and with all kinds of new technologies and new uses and disclosures or information and new means of interacting with both business partners and with patients that those technological opportunities can keep pace with the privacy and security requirements and so People are really being forced to revisit their security programs, to go through a more focused analysis of what it is they're trying to do and how they deal with different risks. They've got to adjust that every time they change their processes and enter into new business relationships and and new kinds of products being offered and generally are trying to make sure that they can protect the information that they have while still, frankly, serving their business and serving their customers and doing the kinds of things that uh, we need to make sure get done in the healthcare industry. So it's, it's really a, an ongoing challenge of how to make sure that we can achieve our healthcare goals while at the still, time, still at the same time protecting the data that's so important to so many patients.
0: You touched upon this. Based on HIPAA audits and breach investigation findings by Department of Health and Human Services, many health entities have a hard time doing thorough HIPAA risk assessments. They do a poor job with that. Why do you think that's the case? And what steps do you suggest health organizations take to improve their risk
1: assessments? Well, there's again, there's a couple of different things going on with this. What what HHS has done is they've done a, basically a pilot audit program that's gone on over the past year or so, where they've looked at um, roughly a hundred different healthcare providers and health insurers of all different sizes and shapes and, and magnitudes. One of the key findings was that there was a general weakness in conducting risk assessments and. Um, I think there's a couple of elements to that. One is sort of documentation of risk assessments. I think that frankly for many companies, what we're seeing is a lack of writing things down and documenting what they've done, perhaps even more so than the actual risk assessment themselves. But what what HHS is really encouraging and pushing people is to be more focused, more organized, more consistent in how these risk assessments are done. I mean, the risk assessment is, you know, something that, that companies have done across their businesses as long as there's been information technology, but it's now required to touch on so many more aspects of a business and so many more contact points with different business partners and again with patients and internally and so what the risk assessment really requires uh healthcare providers, health insurers and their and their service providers to do is really think about their business. Think about where they're getting information, where it's coming from, what they do with it, where it's going, and to put on their thinking caps about what problems can exist at different points of time. If you're a hospital, you need to think about how you control your workforce, because there's people all across your workforce who can access information. You need to think about where you're sending information, both in terms of parties that you have an arm's length relationship with, like the health insurers, you have to make sure it's going to the right places. You have to make sure your connections are secure. You have to make sure it's, you know, you're only giving them the right information. And then also thinking about people that are working for you, their service providers, etc. So, it just really requires people to think about what's happening, and frankly, what can go wrong. And when you think about what can go wrong, your challenge is to figure out how to take the right steps to protect against what can go wrong when you have to always at the same time recognize that there's never going to be perfection in that area. The only way to make sure that a transmission of information never goes wrong is to never transmit the information in the first place, which isn't an option in this industry. It's not an option in most industries, but particularly in the healthcare area where we need to have information flow. So you're looking for the most effective ways of protecting this information while still getting your business done and that's the real challenge and it really pushes people to, again, think in a systematic and organized way about what those risks are and how you can protect against them.
0: Besides complying with HIPAA omnibus, what other key privacy and security regulatory issues should healthcare organizations be keeping their eyes on and what's on the horizon?
1: Sure, I mean the, the healthcare industry has had these HIPAA rules since early in the 2000 decade. And what we've seen is an explosion of privacy and security rules both in the United States at the state and federal level and also internationally. And so there's just a wide variety of different rules, some of which don't directly hit the healthcare industry, some of which are directed at other industries but touch on the healthcare industry, some of which are applied across the board. For example, one of the real challenges is a set of laws that are state-based laws which require certain steps in the event of a security breach. Now, the healthcare industry has its own specific security breach notification law coming out of the omnibus regulation. But that doesn't mean you don't also have to worry about all these state laws. There are actually 46 different state laws. Each one has their own little tweak. So if you're a hospital who's dealing with patients from 5, 6, 10, 8, whatever number of states, you've got to deal with all those state laws at the same time that you're also dealing with the federal HIPAA rules. There are a variety of other state laws dealing with security practices, There's a tremendous number of state laws dealing with particular kinds of healthcare information and what you can do with certain information. HIPAA basically treats all information at the same level of protection. It's a strong level of protection, but it's all treated the same, whereas a lot of state laws have different levels for particular kinds of conditions, for example. We are also seeing efforts in Congress to regulate privacy and security more generally, we may see federal data security laws, for example, which will cover all kinds of industries. They may include the healthcare industry. They may carve out the healthcare industry. We have to watch that. Same issue with the federal data breach notification law. We're also seeing all kinds of new healthcare programs being implemented, for example, as part of healthcare reform. Each of those new programs is coming up with their own privacy and security rules. Now, I have a concern about that because I think it creates a lot of confusion, but it's clear that many of these programs, for example, the health insurance exchanges that are being built or the accountable care organizations, the privacy and security regulations that apply to people operating in those programs are somewhat different than the HIPAA rules. So, We have to keep an eye on all of that, and it's very much a moving target, and it's creating real challenges for healthcare businesses just figuring out what all these rules are. One of the things we have to be careful about is that there aren't so many rules that people just get confused and don't do things that they really should be doing, even in terms of sharing information. But that's something that's a real ongoing battle within the healthcare industry these days.
0: Now, it took a while for OCR to finally release HIPAA Omnibus. When do you think we'll see the long-awaited Accounting of Disclosure Rule from OCR, and what do you think will be in it?
1: Well, the Accounting of Disclosures Rule is one of the big enigmas right now in the healthcare industry. The accounting right is one of the individual rights that's given to patients as a result of the original HIPAA Privacy Rule. It is the right that has frankly been the least utilized by patients. Almost no one asks for HIPAA accounting, and accounting is basically a list of certain disclosures of healthcare information. And there are large healthcare entities that have received almost no requests at all from patients. So it's a right that very few people utilize. Congress in the high tech law changed the accounting requirements to make it more difficult to comply with. Even though it wasn't clear that anyone's looking for this accounting right. And then HHS came out with a proposed regulation that was going to create enormous compliance challenges across the healthcare industry and basically assumed a level of technology that simply doesn't exist these days. So that rule, that, that proposed rule has been very heavily criticized. All of the comments that were submitted were negative on the proposed rule. There were varying degrees of negativity, but essentially nobody supported the rule as written. And so HHS has gone back to the drawing board on that. That proposal has always been on a different time frame. The proposed rule just came out later than everything else. And so it's also clear that HHS hadn't really done anything between the time the proposed rule came out and you know, a few months ago when the omnibus rule came out. So they're now back at the drawing board on that. I don't think there's any imminent timetable for that. My expectation, although this is, just to be clear, this is essentially a prediction, it's a guess, is that there will be a new proposal coming out. My guess is no earlier than the end of this year, but at some point there'll be another proposal where HHS will sort of go back to the drawing board and figure out how to implement the congressional direction on accounting without creating, as I said, very significant burdens, very significant compliance costs, where there really hasn't been a clearly identified corresponding patient benefit from getting this information. So I think it's it's still a long ways off on getting that accounting rule out, and I'm optimistic that we'll end up with a rule that will appropriately balance the burdens with the benefits, and the proposed rule just didn't draw that balance very well.
0: From a patient's perspective, what do you think patients' biggest worries are concerning the privacy and security of their electronic health data as more of it gets
1: shared? There's obviously a couple of different things, but I also think it's important to recognize that patients are not a monolithic group. And so that's actually been one of the challenges from the regulatory perspective is that each person has their own sense of what's important to them and how they would fit their information into the overall healthcare industry. I mean, there's lots of public aspects, and I don't mean public in a, you know, reading in the newspaper sense, but sort of the overall public, general public benefits that come out of different kinds of health information. We have research. We have building protocols. You have, you want to make sure that the information goes to the right places for the right reasons. So I think patients are, to the extent you can generalize, patients are, Frankly, largely nervous because they don't really know what's going on. Now, some people just aren't worried about it, but others just don't understand all the places where their information goes. Much of it's appropriate, and the HIPAA rules have basically built a system where certain kinds of uses and disclosures are just part of the healthcare system, and it's sort of just a natural element of being involved in the healthcare system, but people want to make sure their information goes to the right places and frankly their concern, their biggest concern is doesn't go to the wrong places. Now, they may have a different view of what the right and wrong places are and some of that authority is given to the healthcare industry because you can't run this system and let every person decide every single thing that's going to happen to their data. It's just too complicated a system. But mainly people want to have a sense that their information is protected, which is why I think there's been such a good emphasis on security recently and why there needs to be such continued interest in security practices because bad security means that information is lost for reasons that nobody would justify. I mean, if a hacker breaks in and steals information, there's no positive benefit to that. Most of the privacy rules that we build up, describe sort of what are appropriate uses of the information. We can have a lot of discussion about that, but I think the most important piece from both a patient perspective and an industry perspective is to have effective security programs so whatever the rules are on what we can and cannot do, they're effective and inappropriate outsiders, inappropriate insiders aren't able to to take information and get access to information where there's no, no positive, no benefit to that information.
0: Thanks, Kirk. I've been speaking to Kirk Nara, a partner at law firm Wiley-Rine. I'm Marian Kobesek mcgee for Information Security Media Group. Thanks for listening.